0: What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to episode 22 of Two Do The Sports News. As always, my name is Garrett, and I'm here with my co-host.
1: What a dude, what a dude, this is Jalen Prince. So I told you guys
0: we'd have a little bit of surprise for you this week to kind of make up for the fact that you had no episode last week. You get two this week. If you guys like it, maybe we keep it up. If you don't like it, that's totally fine. But I feel like this way we can not only give you guys that extra episode that, you know, we feel like you guys deserve, but also we can kind of break up two weeks worth of news and talking points into the time that they actually deserve so this week uh we did pro sports first so we're doing all college sports today uh but before we get into that i do want to give a couple quick shout outs uh to some of the people who have left some uh, reviews and some comments and give them a quick little shout out and a thank you films and fermentation podcast the 1420 sports bar podcast the chime in podcast geeky dad podcast Fan of the Van podcast, the Think About Us podcast, the Visit Vegas podcast, the Mr. Gentleman podcast, the Wrestling World podcast, What is TWS podcast, Not Quite Cool podcast, and the Mass Debaters podcast. So thank you guys for all your reviews and comments and everything. We really do appreciate it. And I just want to show some love back to you guys as well. Now, Jalen, let's get right on into it. So, man, we got Hate Week coming up for a couple of these teams. What do you think?
1: Uh, let's see. Hate week for Georgia Southern and Gag State. Georgia State. Um, you got hate week for Alabama versus Texas A&M. You got hate week for LSU and Tennessee. Uh, there's a lot of hate going on. Oh, uh, I wouldn't say hate week with Jackson State and Alabama State, even though it's Alabama State's uh mm-hmm. homecoming, and they decided to have uh Jackson State as the as their homecoming. That's which a choice. Means a, that's a money game. That's some money. Well, game. That's more so money because, like, I just talked to a few people in down in Tuscaloosa that, like, when the, uh, Alabama State, they already said the games already sold out. so oh, for sure, it's gonna, it's gonna be a packed house. I expect to be nothing, nothing less from, um, uh, you know, Alabama State when it comes to like big, big matchups, especially during the HBC homecoming. But overall, that's all. I, that's all I got.
0: Well, I want to touch on uh, sold out things a little bit. So. One thing that me and Jalen are both Georgia Southern graduates, and Georgia State has had a historic issue with filling their stadium. So I would appreciate it to all the Georgia Southern fans listening to this if you guys could pack out. They're
1: they're going to. Oh, we're going to. I'm I'm in. I'm in uh, the Georgia Southern football on football Facebook on Facebook uh, group page. Uh, they already planned it out. Right now, they're just trying to make sure that they could get their tickets. And Georgia State's not doing is not doing no uh no sneaky stuff to prevent like you know um visiting crowds will be able to get tickets to that stadium.
0: It might be sold out. Hang on,
1: I doubt that. I would love it. That would mean there would be more Georgia Southern than would be Georgia State. But mm-hmm. no, I I, I want to take over. I want to take over that stadium like we did in 2018. Cause last time we was there, it was uh the 2020 season, and of course the pandemic hit. That was that was the pandemic season. Um, but 2018, last time we was there, we was full packed. It was cold. It was. uh, I remember. It it like, but we still took we still took over it from the home plate from all the way from home plate to right field of Turner Field because I refuse to call it the um whatever (laughs) whatever heck Georgia State calls it. But like we was packed from home plate. Mm To like to right field, going over from the visit, uh, visiting bleachers. It was such a beautiful sight, like to the point where, like, if you go on YouTube and actually type in that game, there's a full game of the of the radio broadcast, right? And you could hear um Eagle Nation that took over Georgia State's field, and when the Panthers came out, they got booed on their home field.
0: That's embarrassing, I, man. You I can't get love booed. It. It's great, I love it, man. So it, I pulled up the tickets on SeatGeek. SeatGeek is not a sponsor. Um, no promo code or anything like that with us right now. Uh, we won't stop them from being a sponsor. SeatGeek, if you're listening, hit us what up. Is it? Um, but right now, there are tickets on SeatGeek for as cheap as twelve dollars, and these aren't bad seats. These are field level, row one o five, or sorry, row twenty one, section one o five. That's field level. For $12, you can go to a minor league baseball game and spend more money than to go to a Georgia State football game right now. That's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. That's embarrassing, man.
1: That's bad. It's bad, but, like, dog, when you are – it's kind of the same reason why the Atlanta Braves moved to Cobb County. That's fair. And now now Truist Park is – to me, the number one playoff home field advantage in all of baseball.
0: Oh, for sure. It's a location. It's a, a locate, it's,
1: loca- it's a location thing. Yeah. Um, just as far as like where Turner Field was at. Now, it's always had a good turnout when in like in years past, but just the location portion of it where you're really close to the city, it is it, difficult. It is very difficult. Not to mention the program sucks. <laughs> Which is the sad part because they've beaten us. They have. That's the that's the sad part. They've beaten us, and that's only because like they caught us at times where we did not have it either like didn't recruit well. We was going through coaching changes, and we went through a lot of coaching changes. We, we did made a lot of bad decisions during that time, and it's cost us a lot. In TS ma- plus and, and
0: GS is BS. I remember that sign from college game day. That was amazing, during,
1: like during those matchups. So like yeah, so. That hasn't been the most fun. No,
0: but, no, no, no. You know, and, and I'll give, I'll give Georgia State basketball. I'll give them that. They're a good basketball school. Yeah, but they're not winning this weekend. There's no way. There's no way. So where
1: they're ranked defense look there's always a way in a rivalry game. Um, oh no, I,
0: well, I know that. Here,
1: here's the way. Georgia Southern has to beat themselves. They are the better team. They have the better offense. Defensively, I would give the edge more to Georgia State because, like. Our defense can. Uh, our defense might be as bad as the Baltimore Ravens.
0: The over under right now is at sixty six and a half points. That's yeah,
1: there's gonna be a lot of points, but I, I oh, yeah. think I think Georgia Southern's gonna put up more. I'm hoping, but and I'm hoping the defense can get up a lot of stops because Georgia Southern is coming off of a heartbreaking loss to Coastal, Car- mm-hmm. Coastal Carolina, where the game went in, where they was up by ten in the fourth quarter and Coastal scored twenty one unanswered. Scratch that. Twenty unanswered. Mm-hmm. Twenty, and they scored twenty unanswered points in the game, when it happened to be a uh, be a darn hurdle that they are. got onto. I watched that whole entire game. I, yeah, I, I'm like, look, I get it. It's a first year, first year coach, been like breaking a lot of, like, been like, you know, making a lot of national headlines for the Sun Belt. Well, I, mean, I need get the all the growing that. Pains you too. Do, do not, I, I understand the growing pains, but when you're going against the number one team in the conference. Arguably, with alongside a uh, crap state, <laughs> you gotta take advantage of the opportunities. Do you want to win the conference or not?
0: Yeah, no, I agree.
1: And the opportunity was there. It was a defensive battle in the first half. Both sides were not able to get anything going. To the second half hit, then the fireworks started to show, and you was up by ten. Now right. they went for a field goal to go ahead and give like to go ahead and like knock it down to ten points. To me, if you look, it's the same argument that you had. It's the same uh, argument that a lot of people had about like the Ravens going for it on the fourth and goal rather than take the field goal uh, against the Bills last uh, last Sunday. Mm -hmm. When you know that your defense is not that good, you got to go ahead and take that risk.
0: You take the points. And when you have an automatic kicker like Tucker, you take the points.
1: But dog, your defense can't stop them.
0: You're right. I completely misunderstood you. you you're right. Get the you're right. Touchdowns. No, you're right. You're right. I misunderstood you.
1: And it's the same thing. And it's literally the same thing with George- like Georgia Southern right now. Their defense is struggling. They can't get a pass rush. They can barely stop the run. And like, and they keep giving up a lot three. of three.
0: Why are you rushing three? That's disrespectful, man. Dog.
1: <laughs> I-, I can't. We're gonna you be my- here all day talking I about can't that. Tell you how many times I done screen at the TV <laughs> about like. <laughs> Here's the disrespectful portion. When you don't have guys that are a Will Anderson, a Miles Garrett, a Jadavion Clowney back when he was in South Carolina, um, a Aiden Hutchinson, uh Kayvon Thibodeau, when you don't have those guys at Edge Rusher, or you got a Fletcher Kosser, Chris Jones, or Aaron Donald in the interior, mm-hmm. you have no right to rush you three. You have no say, and you have no credibility to rush three. You either send four or five, no less than four. If you send three and you ain't got them guys, you're just asking to get beat.
0: No, that's on you. and like That goes back to the um, – I was talking about it today with somebody. Um, I think one of the – I don't know if it's still a penalty anymore, but I remember uh, – I think, correct me if I'm wrong, not having enough men on the field used to be a penalty, correct? It still is. That's the – dumbest penalty on the planet if you find a way to score or you get scored on because you don't have enough people first if you find a way to score and you have less people that's on them but if you get scored on because you have less people that's on you like that's it's a dumb penalty and if you rush three you're not getting the sack you're not getting any pressure you're literally just rushing three for the sake of rushing the quarterback and that's dumb that's just dumb but I, I we're, we're getting on a wild tangent right now. Uh, let's take it a little bit back. Let's keep it up with Hate Week just a little bit. Bama and A&M, this is the game you and I have been waiting on since, what, episode four?
1: Yep, and now it's been a letdown.
0: Yeah, well, A&M's trash.
1: Yeah, a, a, A&M has made this thing a, a it's letdown. It's not A&M,
0: it's eh, A&M.
1: You look at what, what A&M has been through, like – Losing the Appalachian State, getting ramrodded by like by, uh, by Mississippi State. <laughs> I still love hearing that. They've <laughs> had issues. They've had Losing issues. In, they've had issues with quarterback, and right. right now Jimbo's on a hot seat because he's getting paid that amount of money. Look, if I get it, Texas, tex, just the whole state of Texas in general, when it comes to football. We understand like we understand we football it. is king, it is a religion, it's the second, it's the second thing to it's the, it's the second thing to a religion in the state of Texas, heck in, in the south in general, right? If you're not winning, the fans are, are are very impatient. They'll let you know, they'll let you know in a heartbeat and they won't hesitate. But if people want to make an issue and so say, like, oh, we can't get rid of them because this is the buyout, this is Texas we're talking about.
0: Yeah, y'all got as lying. much
1: oil is in that state and as much and as much rich rich people are in that state especially when and when especially all the rich folks that love football in general don't matter who the team is was it you was it's university of texas texas tech texas state Te- uh, like texas southern it, uh, texas southern and texas a&m don't matter they got plenty of donors there's plenty of people that are completely invested into the sport the money's going to be there that ain't issue with the whole Jimbo being a hot seat, calm down. If you want to get rid of him, fine. But as of right now, he got the same, he got the same record and the same coming, uh, like coming of Kevin, uh, Kevin Summon. So
0: here's the thing. They got money for the buyout. That's something that's absurd for me. And we're, we're going to touch on this very, 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 very briefly. The amount of money that these schools bring in is absurd. So the fact that they can't afford a buyout blows my mind. And I know there's a lot of operating costs and there's a lot of other things, and I mean no disrespect towards the teachers or the professors because we have the utmost respect for people who are in that role. It's a thankless job on a lot of fronts, and somebody's, somebody's got to do it. And we appreciate you all a ton. Now, the university, though, so A&M reported $36.6 million in ticket revenue between ni- or 2019 and 2020 across all sports. I think they can come up with the money to buy out Jimbo. Exactly. And it again, i not going to be honest too long. This is why I'm thrilled that the NCAA is allowing players to be paid because legally the NCAA is a nonprofit because they bring in, I think it's less than 4% of, they actually bring in less. What is it? Less than 4% of the revenue is actually considered profits. I don't know what the exact number is, but the fact that they're legally a non and they're still making billions of dollars is wild to me. I'm not going to get up on my pedestal. That's just a, a interesting little statistic there. <laughs> that's just something that's wild to me. But, yeah, I'm with you. Bio, it's dumb. I, and, and to your point with Texas, like with a lot of these southern schools in the SEC, coaches don't have three years. On average, coaches have three years to figure it out. You get the first year, to, you know, you got the people before that usually after year three you're starting to get more and more of your guys in now in the sec and in schools like texas yet two years you get a grace period and if you don't get together the second year you're gone you're done if you can't win in two years you're gone because that's how competitive this market is so but let's let's keep it with uh that hate week a little bit you had some news about bama didn't you
1: not much me, just the whole con- just the whole concept of everything that's been going transpiring the last few days. If you haven't known, Alabama was able to defeat Arkansas forty, uh, I think forty nine to twenty six right. in Fayetteville. But the big story of that game was the it was the shoulder injury to uh, Heisman winner Bryce Young, uh, Heisman winner quarterback Bryce Young, um,
0: future first round draft pick. He
1: had he had an, uh according to Coach Nick Saban. He had an AC joint uh, injury, and it was expected day to day. There hasn't been any updates, but uh, if a lot of people were watching the game, they understand that backup quarterback Jalen Milroe, redshirt freshman out of um, Kaylee, uh, Kaylee, Texas, um, showed a lot of flashes of what he can do really well, which is going to be run the ball, basically, like a, like a. Like a um imagery or a small image or a small comparison to Lamar Jackson as far as his style of play, um. So with Bryce dealing with that injury and knowing that Alabama's schedule is heating up, especially in this in this next few games that are coming up, because after A and M they got to go to Neyland Stadium to face the the red hot Tennessee Volunteers. Then after that they got Mississippi State. And then after that, they got old miss. So it's right now it's about to be a gauntlet that what Alabama's going through. And if they're able to pull off these wins, there's no doubt that Alabama's definitely going to be in the SEC championship. No more unlike not, not even mentioned in the college football playoff because nobody can question the type of gauntlet that they're about to go through. But with Bryce Young being injured, it is gonna put a lot of people, a lot of cause to pause. But um Jalen Milroe showed some flashes, not to mention you got to give credit to Uh, Offense coordinator Bill O'Brien, I'm going to give him a ton of credit, and I've been hard on him for the last few years. Um, He did a tremendous job as far as making in-game adjustments to be able to fit and make Jalen Milrow comfortable in the offensive scheme to be able to show off what he could do really well, as well as making some key smart throws. That's the thing going into this Saturday. If Jalen Milrow is to start – uh, the game plan is simple. It's going to be more so leaning onto the run game with running backs like Jameer Gibbs who had over 200 yards rushing against Arkansas and having Jameer, uh, not Jameer, but having Jalen Miro use his ability to be able to run and make plays. He can throw the ball. He has, he has a tremendous arm strength. Accuracy is a little bit in question. He's a young guy. Ca- he's a young cat. Basically what Jalen, Hurts uh, was when he was a freshman, he had the strength, the ability to throw the ball. It was a matter of consistency and making the right decisions. That was the, That's going to be the key thing. So that's a lot of things to look out for in this matchup with Texas A&M. Not more so the game itself, because I think Texas A&M is going to compete hard. But Alabama is a much better team. Their defense is elite, led by Will Anderson. And just, uh, like, if Bryce does not play, Melrose is going to be able to hold his own, but, like, I don't think we're going to score as many points as we would if, if Bryce were to play.
0: To your point, like, he is, I mean, he's a good quarterback, and you're right, he does remind me a little bit of a young Jalen Hurts. But the thing is, there's a reason why Bryce was the starter. There's a reason why he had the job. There's a reason why he beat him out. If Bryce wasn't the better quarterback, then he wouldn't be starting. So, but I think with a, when you have a backup that can still lead the team this way, you don't have to actually rush your quarterback back into the lineup and for, you know, or make him feel like, Oh, the only way we win is if you come back. It's like, no, dude, take your time. We got it. Don't worry about it. Like it's fine. We're all good.
1: Especially the fact that you're going to get like, you're going in Neyland stadium next week. I, if it was me, and again, I'm not the greatest coach of all time. That would be Nick Saban. I, I I would not play Bryce this week. I would not. I would give I would give him time enough to rest to get like get his body right because the way that Texas A M has just really downgraded this game for so much because College Game Day originally was supposed to be in t- in town this week, but Due to miss and due to Texas A and M not being that good, they moved into Kansas. And SEC Nation was supposed to be here as well, but due to A and M's lackluster performances, they're they're in Baton Rouge. So again, I think that when you take uh, I think when you take account on how A and M's been performing. You expect Bama to dominate. I do believe Alabama's going to dominate, but like saying sure. them not going away without a fight. But yeah. because they have been lackluster, because they haven't been performing at a level that a lot of people thought they would, and because they're going into a gauntlet and Alabama's coming for vengeance after what happened last year and what happened this offseason with Jimbo Fisher, mm-hmm. it's going to be a massacre. It's going to be a beatdown. It's go- it's going to be bad. And since it's going to be that as far as a whole team unit, I would say you sit Bryce Young out for this game unless we really, really, really need him. Basically, pull like an Aaron Rodgers did when he gave it, when he went, went up against the Chicago Bears back in twenty nineteen.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, I don't, I don't think Ladinium him. He'll suit up, I think, just in case. But I don't know if I'll yeah. actually play. So let's keep it with SEC football, um, and let's keep it with let's hop over to my Gators really quick, and then we're going to talk about the the team that a lot of people are talking about, which is Tennessee. Now, right now, it looks like my Gators finally had the tune-up game that they needed. Uh, We beat the ever-loving crap out of Eastern Washington, which I'm not surprised. I'd be angry if we didn't. But Richardson looked like he's getting a little bit of his swagger back. He's getting a little bit of his mojo back. Something that's clicking as the offense is firing all cylinders. The Defense looked great. Granted, it was Eastern Washington, but we look good. So, and it looks like Miller Miller's going to be back. I'm pulling up the week six injury report. Looks like the only people who are actually on it aren't really any of the, they're not any of those like super key players. I think Michael Tarquin might be a little bit of a miss. I don't remember exactly how high up he is in the depth chart, but for the most part, everybody else is their backups or their people who we can, you know, will we'll be okay. But when you, I mean, you know as well as I do, when you lose the heart of the defense, and you lose your captain on defense, it's it's hard. It's hard to come back from that. So I think now that the Gators are healthy, we're hopefully gonna see that turn. We had a rough couple of weeks.
1: And we lost rough ain't, rough ain't the word for
0: y'all. Ah, trust me, I'm with you. Um, but what I will say, Tennessee looks good, man. Tennessee looks really good. Yeah, I know.
1: Yeah, do you all have Tennessee this year? I don't remember. Duh. It's a robbery. <laughs> Third Saturday in October.
0: I know, I know, I know.
1: It's a robbery. It, it, that's going to be a good down. game. They dirty. They some snitches. <laughs> we know how this is going to go. Uh, I believe, look, I'm going to give Hennon Hooker and the coach of Tennessee a lot of credit. They've been very good. They've I love They've been at a high level, but. Will Will Anderson is going to have something to say about that. I believe that's the game where Will Anderson is definitely going to solidify that he's the and that he's the best player in college football. I think he's going to shut that thing down. H- him is going to try his hardest, but Will Anderson's on a different level. Man. That defense is Bry- on a different level. And Bryce is going to hold it down. Look, we saw what Anthony Richardson did to that defense. Mm-hmm. Imagine what Bryce Young is going to do. Oh, we'll
0: be yeah, y'all going to be fine. I don't think
1: Bryce young at that. So, like I I I agree that that's not that one. So,
0: now the but one Tennessee,
1: thing that is definitely on their respect.
0: Oh, for sure. I mean, the offense is clicking all cylinders, the defense is looking solid. I mean, a lot of these teams and that's what it's always nice to see and that's honestly man, that's why A I love college football but B why I love SEC football and why I love seeing some of these teams like, you know, the Tennessee's and the Kentucky's who used to be the team that everybody would be like, Oh, we got Kentucky this week. Great, that's an easy game.
1: Not anymore, yeah. Speaking of not anymore being an easy game, uh, Georgia had that experience the last few games that they had. Oh, we're talking about that with Missouri. We're um, talking about that for sure. What, let me ask you this What's going What's I know you're a Gator fan and I only follow Georgia vaguely, mm-hmm. but like, what have you seen from Georgia that, ma- that makes a lot of Georgia fans kind of um. Not worried, but like a lot more hesitant, less comfortable. I think it's uh, Kirby Smart said it best,
0: and I don't like giving Kirby credit, but I, oh, one, I thing we, one thing we always do on the show is we give credit where credit is due. And somebody in the press asked Kirby. They said, "Oh, you know, how good do you think this team's going to be?" He said, "I think we're going to be unstoppable if you can get out of their heads." I think what's happening right now is the the not so much as the pressure, but Georgia knows they're good. Yeah. They know they're good. So they go into these games. It, it's This is also why I love college football and not for the reason why, you know, it, it's the, the swagger that you go into because, I mean, you and I know as well as everybody else does, you can lose to anyone on any game. Anybody can day. be beat anybody can be beat and if you go into the game thinking exactly and if you go into the game thinking oh man we got this it's missouri who cares we're gonna go in here it's gonna be fine we're gonna crush them we're in we're out let's go home let's go hang out you know it's so let's go hang out in uh, in athens tonight when we get back like no that's if you go in expecting to coast to a win you're not going to win this game. Or if all. you do, it's going to be close. I think this has been happening with Georgia. Georgia's been going in and just expecting to win. And they are. But I think what finally woke them up is being taken out of the number one spot. I think Georgia comes back with a vengeance this week.
1: I definitely can see it. Um, they're going against Auburn. Auburn is Auburn's Auburn. <laughs> and like the whole fan base is ready for them to, you know, Fire Brian Harson.
0: It's in Athens, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it's in Athens. Georgia's
0: coming back with a vengeance. Georgia,
1: bad. Georgia should, but if they don't, they cannot allow this They cannot allow. They cannot give Auburn any type of like not comfortability. They can't give them any confidence
0: because no.
1: Auburn, Auburn has shown that they got some firepower that can get it up. They were up seventeen, the LSU. But at the same time, like, Georgia's got to handle their business. And if they slip up, mind you, Alabama, uh, not Alabama, Georgia hasn't faced, faced Florida yet. No. Georgia hasn't faced Tennessee yet. No. They still got to – they haven't faced Kentucky yet. Now, mind you, Kentucky lost to Ole Miss, but still. And, like, looking over their schedule. That was a game.
0: That was a good game.
1: And like you look at like you look at uh you look at uh UGA schedule and the next few games that they got that they got coming up mm-hmm. they got Auburn they got well they got Vandy the week after that <laughs> yeah leave then, Vandy alone leave the, Vandy alone dude, dude okay so you got one well you, you whether you want to count Auburn as being a unlike a, a contender or a competitor or not I know outside of Auburn and Vandy. You got Florida, Tennessee, Mississippi State, and Kentucky.
0: The only they thing
1: they got a gauntlet coming over. Right coming. now, Alabama got their gauntlet now. Yep. And like you look at ten, and if you look at Tennessee, they got LSU, Alabama, then they got UT Martin, and you got UT Martin, Kentucky, Georgia, and then the rest is just Missouri, South Carolina, and Vanderbilt. Mm-hmm. So Tennessee's in the middle of their gauntlet. I think
0: it, it, Georgia needs to wake up, and that's the thing. Like you and me, Georgia needs to wake up.
1: <laughs> well, let me, okay. Let Let me ask you this. What's up? I don't believe in LSU because I don't. Be, no. I, I've never believed in Brian Kelly. No, God no. Brian but, Kelly's a joke. But Brian Kelly, look, LSU they they bounced back from the Florida State game. I'll give them their credit on that. They they did go into. Um, Jordan hair and beat Auburn. They did do that. Mm-hmm. They did do that. They are two and zero in conference play. They're four and one overall. Now they beat Mississippi state. We saw what Mississippi state did to a and M right. LSU got Tennessee this week and it's going to be a morning game in de- in in uh, uh in Baton Rouge. Mm -hmm. Then they got Florida the week after that. They got Mm -hmm. Ole Miss. Then they got us. Then they got Arkansas. And then they got A&M for the last last regular season game. So with LSU, I'm going to ask you this.
0: Hmm.
1: If they were able to defeat Tennessee, what do you think that means for the SEC? Because right now, Tennessee's already making their noise. They're making their presence. But if LSU beats Tennessee, what does that mean?
0: If LSU beats Tennessee, it means that the SEC is closer than it's ever been. And I still don't think LSU wins the West because they have to get through Bama. And that's not happening.
1: Yeah, whether whether it's in Tuscaloosa or whether it's in Death Valley. It's going to be be in Death Valley. It's going to be Death Valley this year, but still. Mm -hmm. It's
0: not happening. I mean, that's just how it is. So if they beat Tennessee, then it definitely makes the East a little bit more of a tighter race. But I don't think that it affects the West too much. So it, it just again, it just means that we're more. It just means that we're closer in competition than we've ever been. Um, I don't see LSU beating Tennessee. I don't see LSU beating Florida. I don't see them beating Mississippi because the lane train is got no brakes right now, and they are just moving along. Uh, Bama's gonna steamroll them. Arkansas always gives them trouble. Arkansas is sneaky, man. I love Arkansas. <laughs> that's, I lo-
1: that's sneaky, but I knew it was gonna be. I knew. It oh was no, I knew y'all gonna do it too. Just let I my foot off the gas.
0: Yeah, no, I knew y'all were gonna do it too. But they're they're always. That's what I love about Arkansas is they will always find a way. The last four games of the season just to ruin, ruin so many dreams, and it's just a beautiful thing to watch. Um, but no, I'm with you. I don't. They're not beating Tennessee. And Georgia needs to get it together. If Georgia doesn't get it together, they are, this is going to be fun to watch. And you know me, I never talk any smack going into Florida Georgia week
1: ever. You try not to.
0: Well, I I talk a little bit, but even then it's not, it's more of, you know, Oh, we'll see what happens. Like, I don't know. We look good this year. Like, Oh, this looks good. You know, y'all look weak here. We look good here. Maybe we'll exploit that. Like, I don't know. It's never like, Oh, we're going to crush you guys because I, I've been to so many of these games. You never know. In a rivalry game, you know as well as I do. Records don't matter. It that's doesn't why, matter.
1: That's why I, I really can't. That's why I really can't even sleep on like going in Georgia State this week. No, I just I I don't. As much as yeah. I want to, there's like, look, we're coming off a loss to Coastal. Not to mention right now we got a quarterback the way the offense is going and I know we're switching for the SEC back Southern, but I still want to throw this in. I'm just using that as a prime example. Yeah, you good. Um gotta find a way to get it done. Gotta find a way. I agree. Gotta find a way to get the wins. So the SEC is getting tight, but um, you know, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun to see. Um, I got I got Tennessee beating LSU because again for sure. I have no faith in Brian and Brian no. Kelly. Um, Brian Kelly. Fake act,
0: fake Southern accent, Brian yeah. Kelly. I,
1: I okay, out of all the big games <laughs> in the SEC, I, I actually out of all the big games in general, and I'm looking at them right now. Alabama mm-hmm. Alabama's beat Alabama's beating AM. Right. Michigan's beating Indiana. I got Tennessee beating LSU. Uh and, T, and TCU and Kansas, that's gonna be a good game. I got TCU because there's still a lot in me that still doesn't trust in Kansas like like no. that. Arkansas is at Mississippi State. I think Arkansas is going to bounce back. At least they have to. Um, The game's in Starkville, but uh, I can see KJ Jefferson bouncing back from that, even though Will Mm -hmm. Rogers is no joke as well. Um, Texas Tech is playing Oklahoma State. I think Oklahoma Oklahoma State got to keep winning to even get a shot to get into the playoffs, so there's that. Utah's playing UCLA. Um, I'll go UCLA. I just don't believe in Utah. I don't believe in Utah. Ohio, no. State,
0: Ohio State. Oh no no, 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 no. I'll, I'll take Utah over UCLA.
1: Okay. Uh I got Ohio. Okay. Ohio State's playing Michigan. Michigan I'm, I'm, I'm scratching. Michigan State. Um look, Mel Tucker's not having a good season right now. He's two and three overall, oh and two in the big ten. Ohio mm-hmm. State's Ohio State. I, I'll go Ohio State, but like I won't be surprised sure. if that game gets close. No, it'll always beating, be close. Ole Miss is beating Vandy. Washington is beating Arizona, Arizona State, Clemson is back um Clemson, back. they got Boston College that's gonna be a, that's gonna be uh that, that's gonna be a win and right. USC is playing Washington State now Washington State they're sneaky they, they, that you want to talk about sneaky team that's a sneaky team right there. I'll give you that Washington Washington State but I got you USC's on a roll right now they're riding a high they got a tremendous amount of weapons and Lincoln Riley's doing doing Dude, a really good bad. job over there uh I, I'll go I'll go USC on this one by default but uh I won't be surprised if Washington State is able to pull out, pull out the upset. South Carolina, they got Kentucky. Kentucky's going to win that one. South Carolina's right. not a good team. Um, Wake Forest is going to beat Army. BYU is going to um, – I got BYU over Notre Dame. Kansas State and Iowa State. Uh, I'll go Kansas State. Martinez is on a roll right now. Um, mm-hmm. And
0: Kansas State's fun to watch, now, man.
1: okay, these two – uh, okay, I got Oregon beating Arizona – but this one right here, Florida State versus NC State, we understand what like NC State coming off the loss of Clemson. I, I'm gonna go Florida State with an upset on this one. I'm, a, I'm on. gonna go Florida State. You got State Florida State,
0: with... State beating who?
1: I got Florida State beating NC State. No, I understand, but like I, I can I can see an upset on that one.
0: No, no, I I I hear what you're saying, but I think NC State's gonna come out with some heat.
1: I mean, their last loss was to Wake Forest, and they only and the, and they lost that one 31 to 21. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I can see, like I like where Florida State is heading. Like they're I do. better, but I know they're un, I know they're not there.
0: They're not ready yet. No,
1: I, I get that, but like, they're not as bad as not as bad as I really thought.
0: No, they're not as bad as they have been in the past. And like I said, we we give credit where credits due. You mentioned USC. I want to talk about USC for a second too.
1: Yeah, then we got then we got to wrap it up because USC really is
0: back, back. man. USC is looking legit again. I'm
1: not gonna go there. I'm not gonna just say I'm saying like
0: they're looking bad. they're looking legit again. I'm not saying they're like back back, they're not back to you know the Carson Palmer, Matt Leinart, King of the World days, you know, the, the Reggie Bush Thunder and Lightning Duo days, but they are looking good again. And now it's gonna be interesting to see what happens when Caleb Williams leaves. And who's the pit transfer they got? Jordan Addison. Addison, that's right. When those two are gone, it'll be interesting to see how Lincoln Riley and USC rebound. I don't know how they're doing with recruiting, but if they can keep up that level of success and that level of you know competition that they're bringing to the Pac-12 again, USC could be back again to be in a powerhouse. So, and then I know we gotta um, we'll wrap it up in a second. I do want to touch on one thing though, since it is still Hate Week, the Red River Rivalry,
1: Texas Oklahoma. No one I couldn't find that game.
0: This is the first time, I believe, in history that both teams have been unranked. And I think you were supposed to be back for this. I think.
1: Well, I, I got Texas winning. Uh, Oklahoma can't stop Jack.
0: No, it's I, I'm with you. I got Texas winning this game. I think this is the, uh, the big welcome back for Texas. But, I mean, they're both three and two. It's going to be a high-scoring game. It always is. And if Ewers is back, then I got Texas winning this game. If Ewers is not back, I'll take Oklahoma by two.
1: Yep. Yeah. Real quick before before like you know we wrap the show up. Of course. Um, so everybody knows that the college football playoff is is going to be expanded around like twenty twenty four. If the, if they did the whole twelve team playoff right now, mm-hmm. the way it's looking. Alabama would have the number one seed. They would would, uh, They would be set for the Sugar Bowl as the SEC champ. Uh, Clemson would be the ACC champ. They would have the number two seed. They would be ready for the Peach Bowl. Uh, Ohio State would be the Big Ten champ. They would be ready in the Rose Bowl. And Oklahoma State would be the Big 12 champ. They would be set up all good to go in the Cotton Bowl. The other seeds would be – those are the top four seeds. The five seed – and the five seed is Georgia – they will be they will be hosting Coastal Carolina. I know. Yeah, I said it. They will be Georgia would be hosting Coastal Carolina, the twelfth seed in Athens. And mind you, this would be if the playoffs if the playoffs were expanded and ended right now. That's the five. That's the five seed. The eighth and ninth seed would be Kansas and Penn State, and that game would be in Lawrence, uh, Lawrence, Kansas. Mm-hmm. Mind you, the uh, the the five through 12 seeds would be on campus. Uh, the first round will be on campus sites. So okay. you would have that game in Long, uh, like Lawrence, Kansas, um, again, um, with Kansas versus Pitt state in a playoff game. And I I, I really like that. I like on campus things. It's really giving that whole actual like type NFL, NFL thing. And it gives like a lot of college players, another shot to play on an on campus site. Of so I, I really like that. The other ma- the other matchup. If it, if the season were to end right now, USC would be hosting Tennessee in and, in uh, and LA, and Michigan would be hosting Ole Miss. That is that would be the playoff bracket if it were to end today, and if it okay. were expanded.
0: Okay. I mean, I love, and, and here's here's my thing. I think you and I both agree on this. Were you for the expansion of the playoff as well? Wasn't just me.
1: I'm a bone fan. It don't matter. No, it, I'm with you. It, 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 it didn't matter, but like I get, I get why people are upset, and we already knew it was going to be a problem. Heck, we're still going to get more complaining once the expansion like comes in fruition. Yeah,
0: exactly. Now here's my thing with it. It literally does nothing but benefit everybody. So when you think about it, we get more college football, which is always a good thing. And then on top of that, all of these teams, all the UCFs. Yes, I'm talking to you, UCF wannabe national champion. Y'all, y'all didn't, y'all were undefeated, sure, but then you ran into a real team the next year and got smacked. So it gives all these teams that aren't necessarily—I I don't want to call them pretenders—but you get all these fan bases who talk all this trash about how, oh, you know, if we we got snubbed for the playoff, you know, we should have been in it, we're undefeated, we did this, we're the best in the, you know, we're the best in the, in the um, you know, the Mountain West. I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. You're not the best team. So this gives them a chance to actually put up or shut up. And there's going to be a good chance that they run headfirst into the freight train that is one of these Power 5 schools. And it's going to be kind of fun to just sit back and see the wreckage happen at least in my opinion and that probably is a very weird comparison but i mean that's how i feel about it i think the idea of expanding the playoff literally benefits everybody it, it'll just it'll be fun to watch and how all this goes but all right man we are running low on time uh it is getting late on i think both of our ends yeah we're recording this pretty late in the night for you guys so uh we just wanna let you know we love you uh <laughs> so
1: <laughs> yeah again, we, re-
0: we really do we really appreciate it man we appreciate every listen every download every comment every five-star review, every time you guys look at the Facebook page, every time you guys interact with us on Twitter or any of it, it, it really does mean a lot to us. We appreciate it. So that's why we want to do this extra episode. Sorry if it dragged a little bit, but we really do appreciate it. We want to give you guys something else. So on that note, that's it for this episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. Again, we appreciate it. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. If you liked it, tell everyone, you know, and I mean, everybody, you know, friends, family, grandmother, all of it, Girlfriends, exes, every single person you know.
1: Side chicks. <laughs> Tell it. side chicks.
0: Tell everybody to listen. And then let us know what you think. Leave these five-star reviews, these comments, all of it. Retweet us, all of it. And if you didn't like it though, uh, I cannot give you back the last 45 minutes of your life, but I appreciate your time and giving us a shot. So thank you for the reviews. Again, continue to do it. Feed the algorithm gods, keep us driving up those charts. It really does mean something. We don't know why it works, but we know it does. And, you know, like I said, hit us up on social media. We have a Facebook page. It's 2 of Sports News on Facebook. We have a Twitter account as well. It is at TDSNPod on Twitter. Give us a follow. You'll find it whenever we post a show, uh, whether it's our normal Wednesday show or, you know, this extra bonus episode that we decided to be doing. So let us know. Interact with us on there. And that's it. We'll see you next time.
1: Peace.